friends, I'm Katie Brinkley, and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. This podcast is all about helping Colorado-based small business owners, entrepreneurs, realtors, and professionals discover the strategies and systems that take their marketing to all new heights. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to Rocky Mountain Marketing. My guest today is Dan Peterson. Dan is a social media marketing and sales training expert with over 20 years of experience in small business management and ownership. Back in 2012, he founded Flip Switch Social Media, which is a nationally recognized award-winning social media agency that helps small to mid-sized businesses grow using the power of social media. I'm so excited to have him on today because I feel like this is something I preach day in and day out. Dan is also a singer-songwriter, acoustic guitarist who performs throughout the Chicagoland area, and he's married to his wife, Amy, and is the proud father of three daughters and one dog daughter, Isabella. Well, Dan, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to have you on the show, and we can talk all things social media. Yeah. Thanks so much, Katie. I appreciate you having me on. I love dog daughter. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> well, my, my dad, uh, my dad, my uh, husband is is also a dad girl. Uh, we've got two girls and I can't, whew, I can't imagine one more. They, that my two little girls that like, keep me so busy. I'm always running around after them and they're seven and four. So as it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see them in, in about another 10 years or even another five years because Again, there is already drama happening in our house. Oh, yeah. Mine are uh, 12, 10, and 3. So, Oh, you see, you're right there in the thick of it, too. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but so they're great. Let's, yeah, let's talk a little social media. You've been doing this for 20 years. That's awesome. I feel like that's a long time to be in the online space. Talk to us a little bit about how you got started with Flip Switch Social Media. Well, I've been in the small business space for 20 years, not specifically social media, but social media marketing as it evolved. Uh, you know, my company I started back in 2012. That's when I started Flip Switch, and uh, I always joke that nine years, which as as of this you know podcast recording, it's been nine years now, and kind of like dog years. That's a long time in social media because it's only been out for 14 years or 13 years or whatever. So. So yeah, it's been a, a fun, interesting ride, but my background for that 20 years plus has been in all elements of social, uh, small business and different management, different employee positions and so on. So I've had a good insight into all aspects of any kind of business you can pretty much think of. But my background, I grew up in a small town in a Ben Franklin store, which people probably don't even know about now, but Ben Franklin was kind of like a precursor to Walmart where you could kind of get anything and everything, but they were in small towns, especially throughout the Midwest. And my family owned one. And I grew up in that store from the time I was a little tyke until I was in high school. And then they sold the store and, you know, everything progressed from there. But I grew up with that customer service mentality, literally seeing it every day as a child. And uh, it really gave me a small business background from a real life perspective, not just from a school perspective and being able to see the struggles of small business owners, which led me to start flip switch. So that's kind of how it came about. You say social media is in dog years, nine years, and I'm right there with you. I agree. When I, I started back in college uh, with, with social media. So I started uh, helping bands get off of MySpace and announce on the radio. Wow. So I, I, I remember it when social media really kind of 
started to transform the way that we went about our day to day. But I mean, I don't think anybody had any idea that it would really be the behemoth that it is today. I mean, you think about it, that it used to just be MySpace and Facebook was for colleges. And then this weird thing came called Twitter came along. And then, you know, there was this Instagram, which was just for photographers. And I mean, all of these different social media platforms have a space in, in our lives. And and there's different social media platforms out there for a reason, because people tend to gravitate towards one or two. I mean, and I think that that is one of the biggest hurdles that a lot of businesses have when they're first getting started is which one is right for me? And how do you help your clients figure out which social media platform they should go all in on? Well, it's interesting because we, you know, when I built the company, having that small business mentality, we went for small to, uh, you could say some mid-sized businesses, but mostly small businesses was our target. And that's simply for the fact that there weren't any agencies around that were trying to help that specific demographic of business owner. Everybody wanted the bigger businesses with the deeper pockets and people were leaving the the little guys out. And we were doing web design and I'll answer your, your point here, but we were doing web design to begin with for the first couple of years. And then it morphed into social media because of the need for help with social media. So even to this day, now fast forward to the present, we are still having that same conversation with business owners, believe it or not, that many of which aren't even doing anything on social media still, which blows my mind. And then, you know, also the ones that are doing it don't have the time to do it and don't have the resources or the expertise or any or all of that. So the business was created to help those small business owners. But to answer your question, we were, we still have the struggles of trying to figure out which platforms are best for some of us because they're, many of them are still starting from scratch. And uh, so what we do is we kind of look at it from a hyper-local perspective. Are you a retail establishment? Are you a restaurant? Are you an insurance agent? What are you? And then we reverse engineer to figure out what platforms are best for them. And uh, some of them want to jump on all of them. And it's like, you know what, let's start with one or two, do those really well, and then add more as we progress. And that's always been our advice is to do one or two really well, and then add more as time allows or resources allow. So, And you and I are drinking from the same trough. <laughs> that, that is exactly what I believe too. And, and I think it doesn't make sense for a lot of people that are not immersed in social media that, you know, why would I not want to be on as many social media platforms as possible? Because, you know, that don't I want to get in front of everyone? And I love that you, you know, you're in the same philosophy of me of of focusing in on one or two and being really good at those one or two platforms first, and then you can start adding others in. Now, I'm just curious, you know, you said you start, you help small businesses, a lot of restaurants or, or local, local shops. What is your favorite? What is one of your kind of go-to social media platforms? I'm just curious on that because I think that it does make a difference for the type of business that you're in as to what kind of, which platform does make the most sense for you. Totally. Uh, My personal favorite has really become Instagram in the last probably year and a half. I still am heavy on Facebook personally, and, and I'm getting, I'm trying to build my personal brand on Instagram, but I'm you know, running the company and we're worried about our clients. So I don't do as, you know, nearly as much as I need to do for myself, but, uh, (laughs) but I really like to do Instagram. I really, I enjoy it. I think it's a cool platform. I like that they're moving more to video. Um, I got to get my rear in gear and, and really start stepping up to the plate on that as well. But 
it's a lot of fun and I, I enjoy those platforms. I'm also, you know, 42 years old, but I really like TikTok. It's a sinful pleasure, I guess. I like to get in that rabbit hole and just see what's trending and keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on with people in that TikTok sphere so that I can better help our clients to understand what's coming next and know what is the next trend that they need to be jumping on. But then also, you know, you mentioned that we work with a lot of restaurants and stuff. Restaurants as a, as a client is my favorite group of clients. I think that we absolutely do the best with restaurants and bars. That is our top category of client, if you want to say that, but we're really starting to get some of them on TikTok as well. And of course, Instagram reels, especially with the recent announcement as of this time and when we're recording this. And um, it's, it's always changing, as you know, but we're really looking at video now and restaurants and stuff doing cool videos and, and all of that with TikTok and reels. So that's kind of my favorite thing that we're a part of right now. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's true. It's, I think that Instagram really has moved a lot towards uh, very similar to TikTok where you can still get really good organic reach. Um, you can still get in front of people that follow you pretty easily and get in front of strangers pretty easily. And I think that it's, it's getting harder and harder for businesses to do that on, on Facebook. Um, hundred percent. Yep. It's it, it, you know, despite Facebook saying it's not, I mean, it definitely has become more of a pay to play sort of platform, but it's still a fantastic spot for Facebook groups. And it just depends on how much time and effort and energy you want to put into being a part of these groups or managing your own. Facebook group. But as far as organic reach, I think that TikTok and Instagram are absolutely some of the best social media platforms right now to get that reach. And I also think too, you mentioned video and um, man, that definitely threw the whole Instagram world, you know, into a topsy turvy uh, <laughs> mess <laughs> yes, for, for about 48 hours. Um, and I think that, you know, this, this is where I think that it, it's still going to be a photo sharing app. They didn't say that photos were going away, but right. they did say they were going to be pushing more video. And what do you tell your clients when they say, well, I don't have time for video or I don't feel comfortable showing up on video. I feel like it's almost at a point where you have to accept it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an interesting conversation for sure. And two parts to this, I guess I would say. Uh, some of our clients are really happy to be able to get behind the camera and do their thing, or even if they're not on the camera, using the camera to create videos, maybe showing their employees or their store or the company culture or whatnot. The other half don't want anything to do with it, uh, which has kind of always been the thing with social media, right? I mean, I always joke that the reason flip switch exists is because people don't want to do it themselves, nor do they have the expertise with the algorithms and the other things that go with it. But half of it is the time and the energy and the, and the resources. They just don't have that to put into it when they're running their business. So I'm always telling them, you know, you got to carve out some time. And this year, actually 2021 is, you know, every year at Flipswitch, we have a, a phrase or what I'm a campaign. So this year it's hashtag think social first. And the whole goal of that is to get business owners to think social first and to do it in, do in their day-to-day -day lives or their business lives and intertwine the two. So if they're at their family reunion, find a way to take some video or pictures of that and incorporate it into their business profiles and 
mix that social media marketing message so that it's a, it becomes a little more personal and people attach to that better with any brand and the algorithms seem to like it better. And it's kind of a win-win. So yeah, going back to your point, I think that the hardest thing that we are up against is getting the business owner to carve out that five to 10 minutes a day or even a week sometimes just to create something. And even if it's not great, send it to us, we'll edit it, we'll polish it, we'll make it look good, and then we'll use it. But you got to do it. You know what I mean? It's not a question of wanting to anymore. It's it's mandatory. And even Instagram, like you said, coming out now, they're they're kind of making it more mandatory if you want to go that route. So 1000%. And I, yeah. you know, it, you know, Dan, we're from, I think that we're called the, the, the geriatric millennial age. Um, <laughs> I, I, a terrible term, I know, um, which I think is anyone it, it born between, so well. I think it's anyone born between 1978 and 1984 is considered a geriatric millennial. I prefer the term, the Oregon Trail generation. But, oh, I like that. But, yeah. Well, I think that that's the thing. We grew up alongside of it. You know, we saw Mm -hmm. Facebook get born. We saw, you know, Twitter come out. You know, we, we saw the internet, like we saw email start to happen and come out. So, I mean, we grew up as all of these big social media platforms were kind of finding their own way as well. And, but we didn't grow up with a camera in our face. Like my six-year-old, well, seven, she's seven now, my seven-year-old, Whenever she gets a new toy, we have to create an unboxing video. Now, she <laughs> she does not have a YouTube channel. The the your YouTube channel is my camera roll on my on my iPhone, but she doesn't know that. And so whenever we get a new toy, she has to record a video for her fans. That's and cute. I, it's cute, but at the same time, I'm like, goodness gracious! Like right. she, it turns into an entirely different person. She's like, hi, everyone. Welcome back to my channel. Today's, you know, and I'm like, she, my daughter is a very shy little girl, but she turns into this whole different person wants to be on camera and open up her new toy. And that's the thing she's growing up. Not that we watch a ton of YouTube in her house, but she's grown up seeing other people with a phone in their face. And it's, it's Mm -hmm. not second nature to the majority of business owners out there. It's not second nature to film us getting another cup of coffee, to film us going to the family reunion, to film the company outing. And so that is, I think, one of the hardest obstacles to overcome is to just get used to having a phone in your face and accepting the fact that you do, you are the brand and people are going to do business with other people that they know, like, and trust. And the more you show up on video or in photos, the more that your audience is going to connect with you. That's right. That's 100% correct. And uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that about, you know, your kids doing this with YouTube, because mine are doing the same thing. And everybody wants to be a YouTube star. And everybody wants to have their own channel. And my one daughter, my oldest daughter does. She has a YouTube channel and she does stuff with uh, what is it Roblox. And she creates Roblox videos and she's got thousands and thousands of views and it continues to increase all the time. And it's interesting to watch it. And um, my wife and I have a, you know, kind of an issue with it sometimes because it's like, you know, go out and play. Don't sit in here on the computer and you have to have that healthy (laughs) mix, of course, but that's what they want to do now. And like you said, they grew up, they grew up in it. We grew up alongside of it. They grew up completely in it. And uh, it's just the way the world is. But one other thing I was going to say, I don't know if you ever saw this, but there was years back, a video of a baby. And I'm talking like 
18 months old, they gave this baby a magazine and the baby was swiping the cover of the magazine, trying to get it to move like a tablet. Couldn't figure out how to work the magazine. Thought it was a tablet, thought, you know, just thought anything was going to do that. Kind of pinching it, trying to open it up and really blew my mind. And that's been years ago now. So think of how far we've come since then. But that video always sticks in my head, kind of hauntingly sticks in my head because it's like, what are we doing here? What are we creating? But we're too far past it now. So yeah, (laughs) it's true. I'll live with it. It's true. And I think that, you know, that is one of the things is we are too far past it. This is the new reality and social media has to be a part of your strategy somehow. Um, You Mm -hmm. have to have a strong strategy for how you want to show up online because social proof is absolutely 100% the real deal. You have to have some sort of social proof for other people, other businesses, other customers to take you seriously. So when when you get your clients up and running, you so let's say you do decide on on Instagram, how do you kind of ease them into the whole online space? I know that a lot of people decide to try and kind of jump in with uh, buying followers and likes, and um, but I mean, like that is one of the I think the one of the biggest misconceptions is you have to have so many people that follow you, but that's a whole nother topic. But I think that right. how do you kind of ease them in to leveling their expectations when they are just starting out? Well, you just hit the key word right there is expectations. So the first thing we do is set realistic expectations. And for the companies that don't have any presence starting out and we're starting from ground zero, we let them know you're years behind where everybody else is for the most part. So you're not going to just jump in and start seeing immediate results. And that's an overarching theme that we have throughout new clients, old clients, experienced ones, brand new ones, it doesn't matter. The point is, is we tell them this is not a quick fix. Social media is not a short-term thing. It's a long game and you need to build this out over years, just like your competition probably has been doing for many years. But, you know, setting those expectations and letting them know that, well, one, we don't buy followers and all of that. You're going to build it organically. We're going to build it naturally and we're going to build it from a hyper-local standpoint. You'll hear me use that word a lot. Anybody that knows me knows that that's kind of one of my favorite words, but hyper-local is kind of the key to what we do with our small businesses, because too many of them want to build this great big following and all of this stuff. And really, if they just had a couple hundred people that are local to their business within you know, a mile or two, and really uh, build community with that one or 200 people, they would see results from that way faster and way better than anything they're going to try to do where they would maybe put ads out there just to try to get followers or try to build up to a thousand or 2000 or 5,000 followers. It's better to build strong and slow than to try to rush it and just do it for the number because the number is just a vanity metric when it really comes down to it. Anyway, it's more about the content you put out, the quality of that content and how people resonate with it. And, and ultimately that trades for dollars. That is the arbitrage. Yes, absolutely. And you know, that's, I think one of the, the hardest things for a lot of people that are newer to social media is that they like, oh, because you talked about building your personal brand in addition to building the flip switch brand, and then also building your clients' brands. And that's one of the, the struggles that, you know, at Next Step Social, my company also has is that was, you know, I was putting myself as my, my worst client, you know, I would post sporadically and not have a ton of stuff out there. But now when I have, now that I have a strategy behind it, 
I have seen consistent growth. And I think that that is one of the hardest things is when business is looking to do, to find a social media person, they might head over to their account to, to check them out and they might have a thousand followers, but it doesn't mean that they're, they might not be very good. It's just, it's just one of those, again, vanity metrics. They might be building their clients' accounts out and growing all of their followers. So it's that's hard. To, yeah, well, and I mean, like, and that's the thing is like, it's one of those things where, you know, are you, you're building out your, your clients followers and, and engagement. And that's one of the key things to look at is, is this page getting like, when they do post, how are the, how's the engagement metrics? You know, are they getting comments on it? Are they getting likes? And right. the biggest thing, especially like on Instagram is to, are you creating conversations? And I think that that's one of the biggest things that business owners might not realize is that it's, it's so important to have a strong presence. It's great to have pretty pictures and to show up on video, but are you creating conversations to really have your customers feel like they know you and bring them into your inner circle to create a community? Because that's really what social media is, right? It's, it's your community that you're building around your business. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's, it's the word social. I mean, it's in the definition of social media. And I, I'm going to flip it here a little bit, going more back towards Facebook. Facebook, like you said, it's really become more pay to play and Facebook groups is emerging heavily because of that. People are really jumping on that and they should be, and we're doing it with our clients as well. And that's a big area of opportunity, but it's also, you know, one area that we succeed in with our clients on Facebook is building the uh, reviews and the recommendations portion of their business, where we're getting people to recommend them and give testimonials and talk about how they benefited from our client or they love our client or they the food is the best or you know whatever. And that's a big area that we have succeeded with along with social customer service. So one of the most popular aspects of our service and probably yours and any other company that's that's good at what they do is having that immediate response time for comments, questions, and reviews for our clients. So when somebody goes on and leaves a review or asks a question or needs to know something, the business owner doesn't even have to monitor it. We're doing it in real time and we're on top of that for them. And that builds that social customer service aspect of their overall campaign and leads to more business than probably any of the direct posting that we're doing. So it's true. I mean, like those, those Facebook groups are gold when you utilize them mm -hmm. because it's, it's all community building. It's all conversation. Sure. Yep. And just responding to people and having conversations is, is the key thing. People get way too hung up on posts. I tell people all the time, posting is like 10% of your content or 10% of your overall social media effort. And uh, yeah, you need the pretty, like you said, the pretty pictures, the good videos and things like that, but you can't just post and forget it. And that's what happens with so many clients. Even the ones, one of our biggest objections we probably get from clients is saying, uh, you know, well, I can post every day or I can post a couple of times a week. Yeah. But when you're doing it right, you should be getting hundreds or thousands of engagements per month. And that's what we're seeing with our clients. And Somebody's got to be on top of that. Who's answering all these questions? Who's having these conversations? It's certainly not the business owner. So again, that's probably the most popular aspect of what we do is that whole communication side of it. The posting is a nominal portion of overall of the overall social media effort. One thousand percent. And Dan, I can't believe it, but our our time is is up, and I could talk social media strategies with you <laughs> all day. We were so in alignment, and 
it's, I think that is exactly like you said, posting is just part of the whole strategy. I mean, and, and you're right. Yeah. Anyone can, can post, but I mean, is it the right post that's going to resonate with your audience? Are you engaging with your target audience? Are you following up with them? Are you creating that community? And I love everything that you shared today. So I can't thank you enough for coming on the, the show. If people want to connect with you further, what is the best way for our audience to, to connect with you after listening to this episode? So you can find us, of course, on Facebook and Instagram of all that. Uh, it's Flip Switch Social Media. And uh, our website is flipswitchconsulting.com as of this recording, but that's going to be changing soon as well. So probably social media at the moment is the best way with just Flip Switch Social Media. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate your time. This has been an awesome conversation. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Katie. Appreciate it. That was such a fun conversation with Dan. I love being able to share best social media strategies uh, with another social media expert. And one of the biggest takeaways that Dan shared was taking a step back. And I feel like I share this on the podcast a lot, but when you are just getting started on social media, or if you are just starting to really pay attention to your social media and give it the strategy and the attention to really see it grow and start working for you, the biggest thing to do is take a giant step back. Take a step back and focus in on one, maybe two platforms where your ideal client and customer are hanging out. Don't go haul in and post on every single social media platform known to mankind. I mean, there's a lot of them out there and they all exist for a reason. And I think that that is one of the biggest problems that a lot of businesses have is that they get started on social media and they think they need to be on all of them. And so they just post the same thing to all of them where your message might be received differently on each platform. So take that step back. Focus in on one platform and be really, really good at it. Build the community around your business there on that single platform, and then you can start growing and adding to it on more social media platforms. Again, they all exist for a reason. So make sure that you focus in on where your ideal client and customer is hanging out. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website at www.nextstepsocialcommunications.com, connect with me on LinkedIn, or check me out on Instagram. Let's keep taking your marketing to new heights.